Neil put a small piece of quartz on the map, spread out on the oak dining room table. The quartz marked the Blackwood Estate. He leaned back and gave Aaron a dark look. So, what do you think? Aaron frowned, unsure how to put it in a way that wouldn't piss Neil off. He looked over the map, his mind racing. Thaddeus and Marla Blackwood's home was a fortress. The easiest way in was through the acres of woodland property that bordered the massive estate. Even then, the place had high walls, iron fences, and guards brandishing guns who patrolled the property. They were often accompanied by mean-looking German shepherds. Aaron loosened his tie, gave Neil a wary look, and shook his head. This is impossible. First, who would we hire to attempt a break-in? And second, they're going to know it was one of the other covens. That gives them twelve suspects, and I'm certain we'd be at the top of that list. Don't be an idiot, Neil growled. He shoved aside a wisp of long black hair and let out a deep breath. <sighs> we hire a few thugs from out of town. Money talks with people like that, right? Or better yet, we could hire a couple of solitary practitioners, cheap. We'll promise to share some ancient magical secret with them as part of the payment. We don't tell them what they're stealing. That way, if they get caught, it wasn't us, and the solitaries don't know who we are. If they don't get caught, we get that damn bottle and the Temple of Magi Coven Grimoire. Then we'll figure out how he did it. A stranger might hold it off for ransom, and a solitary would steal the grimoire once he realized what it was. We can't trust anyone except a person we have some control over. Besides, last I heard, the spell requires a corpse, and that is out of the question. Aaron leaned back into the chair waiting for Neil to shoot down this commentary, too. For better or worse, Aaron didn't want to steal anything, and now he only threw out suggestions as a show of support for Neil's frustration at not knowing the secrets of the Temple of the Magi. But Neil didn't shoot the idea down. Instead, he bit his lower lip and narrowed his eyes. We're not actually going to do the ritual. We just want to look at it. We get a few of the kids to steal the book and the bottle. Thaddeus won't prosecute kids if they're caught. They could say it was a prank, and we'll all agree it wasn't funny. Aaron still didn't like it. Sure, he or Neil could have approached Thaddeus on behalf of the watch, but Thaddeus was far too arrogant to share his secrets. Though the rumor that Thaddeus could raise demons and even devils to physical manifestation was too intriguing not to be curious. The first utterances of Thaddeus's successful theophany operations came from Shadow Marbus. Some low-level members had claimed, to those outside the coven, that at least one member of the inner circle of Shadow Marbus had been made privy to the operation, and what he saw scared him. Maybe we should just use magic to get it. Because magic works like that. Neil's sarcasm wasn't lost on Aaron. No. Aaron said, annoyed now. I mean, why can't we just approach the spirits for the answer? That alleviates our need to steal anything. Because Thaddeus already has the formula, and whatever is in the bottle is proof. Neil stood. Besides, that means either going to Esther or Temple Apophis's new queen. I don't trust either of them. I don't know, Aaron started. We're called the Watch for a reason, Aaron. We are the Watchers in the Dark, the Guardians of the Tower. It is we who will foretell the coming of the Witch's Savior, the One, 
we will be the one to crown him and bring about order to the thirteen covens. We're the metaphorical monarchy among them, and they need our guidance. Neil wore a smug look on his face, and he crossed his arms over his chest. He looked sharp in his Giorgio Armani shirt and black slacks, the same thing he wore every day, even though he didn't have a job to go to. He had no need to work. His family had more money than they knew what to do with. Old money that brought with it the kind of affluence that even the nouveau riche didn't have. Aaron fought the urge to roll his eyes. Neil could be downright histrionic at times. While Neil was his oldest, dearest friend turned lover, they did differ in ethics. In that, most of the time, Neil had none. They balanced out nicely as a couple, though. In that respect, Aaron was Neil's conscience, and Neil would often defer to him, which had probably saved Neil's ass a time or two. Aaron's family had money, too, but he still had to work for it. To that end, he headed his father's financial firm during the day.